It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 6. Pull up a chair and join us. Let's shoot the shit. What's been going on this week? Ruby, what have you been up to? Uh, Still playing cards. Playing a lot of cards. Playing Tataru a lot. Um, I did play Tataru till my fingers bled and I got the Vaughn card. That was yesterday. That's awesome. Yep, so pretty proud of that. Not proud that I haven't gotten lightning yet. Um, that stupid little hoe will not <laughs> fork up lightning for nothing <laughs> for me. And I want to strangle her. But, you know, she's she's one of the few. So I have to let her go until I find out what happens in Heaven's Ward. And then maybe I can strangle her then. So Vaughn Card got that. Uh, I got my welfare weapon. Um, we, our group, our set, made some really great turn 11 progress this week, and I fully expect a victory very, very soon, so super happy with that. And I did Hatching Tide today, finally got off my lazy butt and did some Hatching Tide, and now I know what you ladies were talking about last week with the whole painting of the eggs and <laughs> I know. the ballast. Oh and- my god. It was they're so- like they're ADSs. Yep. Yes, they yep. totally are. <laughs> Pretty oh, funny. It made me it made me smile. So that was my week. Cool. How about you, Kariri? I did very little this week, but um what I did do I, I have to say, Ruby, I have no idea what you're talking about with Tataru because because she just said, sure, here, have lightning. What a bitch. I hate Tataru. <laughs> Not you, Tataru. <laughs> It's because you guys are Lala's. It's it's what it is too. It's like she she was you know giving them out really easily to me. No, I I did get I did get lightning. I did play a lot of games, but not nearly the amount that Ruby played. Um, and yeah, no, I am nowhere near the Vaughn card. So um, yeah, no, that's quite the accomplishment, Ruby. I uh, I'm with her with the roulette and order or chaos. I just want to end it all. But why the lightning card for me was exciting because now I have every single card obtainable from an NPC. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So I don't have to play any NPCs anymore, except probably I'll keep playing Tataru just to get the the Vaughn card. Because it's probably easy to, easier to win off of her and get some MGP going than to play other players. Well, and um, yeah, because the payout of MGP is pretty nice, right? Oh, yeah. It's so high. It's it's kind of excellent. Um I, I although I can play against like the Imperial now with with my my Scion deck and have pretty much like a I'm gonna say 99% win rate, um, but it is lower MGP than going against Tataru, even though it's you know it's less reliable going against her, but I still have a chance to get the Von card with all the roulette wins, so it's kind of a toss up for me there but um other than that like ruby said um turn 11 was kind of great this week with the we're we're still learning how to do the tethers but i think i think it clicked for a lot of this this week we actually had it was super funny actually we were standing outside of our um free company house and we had like the markers on the ground and we were standing in our groups going, okay, so if tethers go this way, we do this. And everybody was like moving in circles all over the floor outside of our free company. We probably house. looked insane too. Oh, we probably <laughs> looked completely crazy. 
yeah, no, it's like, oh, that's the free company that was dancing in front of their mailbox <laughs> or, you know, their um, market board. Yeah, market board. But yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. And I think we finally figured it out. And um, yeah, that's that's all I did this week. How about you, Yelta? Uh, I think I'm just over halfway done with my Nexus. I've got, uh, I think, about about maybe a thousand light out of 2000. So I last week I was quick. Well, I ran a lot of stuff. Honestly, it, it, and uh, well, and they doubled the uh, light bonus, didn't they? So it's it's fat. I think this is going to be no big deal. So I uh, hoping in a week or two I can get onto the next, unless I play a lot, uh, get onto the next the next upgrade, which I think is a little bit harder, isn't it? Is that the dungeon drops one? That's the drops. Yeah. Yeah, but you know I love running content, and I'm not in a fucking hurry, so. You know, I I don't I don't think that'll make me crazy either. I also it's not huge, but I have one class that's not fifty yet, and that's rogue. And uh, I I got that to thirty, but then I failed a whole bunch of times at the rogue quest. Uh, but I might have been drunk, so <laughs> maybe I have to try that again a little bit more sober. I did uh, I did play some triple triad. I didn't get any cards from anyone. Um, the only cards I got, and and we should probably cover this some other time, but um, the only cards I got were they, like we asked, they adjusted the rewards in the Triple Triad tournament, and I did get like an animal card, which I didn't have, and I and I got some, you know, some a couple cards that way. But you got Cecil too, didn't you? I got yeah, I got Cecil also. Yeah, so I got like two awesome cards. I I have to go back to the our our. Uh, Nofakazbazum website because I said I wanted to get two cards this week and actually I did so they were out of packs but but yeah I thought it was a pretty good week I we we probably did look insane in our front lawn or you know uh, but uh practicing the tethers but I think we were overcomplicating it earlier and uh you have so little time in that phase of the fight to have it click. And I, week after week, I was like, guys, I'm not getting it. And Ruby tried to explain it to me and Radiant tried to explain it to me. And I'm like, it's just, I don't, I don't understand. But uh, Radiant came up with a, it's, it's really the same thing, but I don't know. I think he's mostly explaining it differently, but yeah, but practicing it and, you know, do this, do that. I, I think it's actually easier than we thought. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping a turn 11 win very, very soon. This is something I hoped with uh, Gold Saucer when I had first heard about the gate game, um, the What the Funga, where you had to move. I thought there was going to be something where they would put AoEs out and you would have to move from the AoEs. And I was hoping there would be like, oh, maybe we can practice AoEs on harder (laughs) bosses. Because what ends up happening is you go through two phases of a fight in Coil. And then you get to that third phase or fourth phase, whatever you're you're working on, and you get so little time, just like you said, to work on that. And somebody makes a misstep and you screw it up. Then you got to go through those two or three phases again to get there. And then the exhaustion sets in and everybody's tired and whatever and frustrated and people's point fingers or what have you. It gets tough. And hopefully, heaven's heaven's word on you, you have these story mode fights that allow us to practice things so we can do the harder one and get some of the mechanics down before we get to it and then work on some harder stuff 
I know that's not the purpose of this episode to talk about that, but I really, <laughs> I really hope that those things come. But we'll save that for next week because I know we have a, a very fun-filled episode tonight. On the menu tonight, uh, basically in big bold letters, this is a spoiler episode. If you have not finished the storyline for 2.55, if you have not seen the credits roll and watched after the credits roll, and you and if you hate spoilers, just shut us, pause us, go finish it, and come back another time. Um, we we are spoiling. Hey, so so Yelta, you might want to mention that there's going to be spoilers. There may there may be spoilers. I heard this episode would have spoilers in it. Is that correct? I think that should be the name of the episode. Is hey, I heard this episode has spoilers in it. Okay. <laughs> All right, first round news. Uh, this had spoilers in it too. Uh, the, we're going to talk about all of this next episode, but the letter from the producer live part 20, uh, the letter was on April 11th at 3.30 AM PDT, which where I live was 5.30 in the morning. And I did wake up and watch it. It was, some of it was pretty good. So I'm excited to talk about that next week. Uh, did you guys catch it? Mm, caught the aftermath. I I unfortunately fell asleep, but I did read the digest, and there's a digest out there if listeners are interested in reading it. I kind of caught it. It was funny because Yelta and I were on a sister's trip together, <laughs> and she got up at 5.30 to watch it, and I was laying there in a bed, and she's every time um, something interesting had happened, she'd just say it out loud. I'd wake up long enough to hear it, and then go back to sleep. <laughs> so I got I got most of it. Maybe the highlights. The highlights. Exactly. There were two new videos released. The Heavensward trailer that had the spoilers in it. So, again, if you hate spoilers and you're still listening, if you watch the Heavensward trailer, it has stuff in it that happened in 2.55. That was spoilery. Uh, and they also did a continuation to the episode, or to the video End of an Era. It's now called, there's a new one that's called Flames of Truth, and it has some extra stuff. So uh, the Heavensward trailer contained images of Nanamo's death. Uh, it showed somebody with his arm cut off. It showed a little evil Lalafell watching on. Yeah, so there's spoilers. Spoilers? Spoilers. I read Derplander on the next line. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. Derplander ruins everything. Derplander ruins everything. <laughs> So they do. So now, now we kind of understand why Derplander in the trailer looks a little. He was pissed. It's kind of crappy. And now we see it. Right? We get it. Uh, they did also show Sid. They showed the Dragon Horde. I know when I saw the Dragon Horde coming, I'm like, oh fuck. Oh yeah. They showed more of Lolorito smiling at an army made up of brass blades. Robin in prison with one arm. Uh, by the way. The video seemed so much more. I was re-looking at screenshots that the trailer, he looked even angrier and in oh, high depth. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I feel like they're going to go somewhere super dark with Raubon, but, but we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. This, that, that'll be in our. Yeah. I saw on Reddit, there were some comparisons with the way the wine spilled in that video versus the cutscenes versus the logo. If you didn't notice, the logo for Before the Fall has the chalice in it. Um, and so there's some little differences. The blood difference that was in the trailer versus no. Who cuts an arm off with and doesn't have any blood? That's 
he kind of weird. Somebody said that it, that's an impressive feat. I mean, unless it's Star Wars, you know, and you get cauterized. Somebody said like a lightsaber because like yeah. somebody said the ability he used was Red Lotus or something, and it cauterized okay. it. Yeah, so <laughs> which is really funny. Apologetics for these videos. I, yeah, I yeah. But uh, and there was new music, uh, which some people loved, some people hated, and some people fell directly in the middle. It was too much like Distant Worlds for me, not the concert. I made a tweet and there was some confusion. Not the not the concert Distant Worlds. I like the concert series called Distant Worlds. I love, 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 love Susan Calloway and I love the song Answers. My hope was that Susan Calloway would be the the voice of Heavensward onward, I was hoping she'd be. I don't know if that's not the case or not, but the but the vocals that were on this, the melody sounded too much like the song from Final Fantasy XI, the ending of Chains of Promathia, uh, called Distant Worlds. And the vocals uh-huh. sounded very much like those vocals, which to me is garbled English. It was a, I believe, a Japanese singer with a beautiful voice, that butchers the lyrics, in my opinion, to Distant uh, Worlds. And this sounded very much like that to me, and I, I immediately went, oh, so can why? I, I was wondering if we were supposed to understand what was being sung or not. So, like, when Ramu... <laughs> well, no. I like it when I can understand English. <laughs> well, well, I don't mind, because, like, when the Ramu video came out, or when the Ramus, when we got to Ramu, uh, there was very quickly put up, here's the lyrics, and here's... It might have been for a while, but here's the lyrics, here's what they're saying, it's in Sylph, and then I was okay with it, right? And sure. they're, they, he, they're like, here's what it is translated from self. And they know, they know anyway that us English speakers, we want to know what we are. We fully expect to buy our CDs, open them up. Well, no one does that anymore. I'm old. But we expect, <laughs> we expect you open to, the uh, album, open up you the pull album the, up, you pull, pull the, the lyric out. sheet out, yeah. you know, kind of as you're listening to the song. Right. I still do it. I still type in lyrics for whatever. And, oh, yeah. you know, I, I want to know what they're saying. I, well, here's here's the difference for me. When Shiva came out, uh, the lyrics for that were mostly uh, – I could mostly understand them. And, and there was a little bit of speculation on some Reddit threads before the official lyrics came out. And we were real close. A bunch of us were trying to put them together. Close, yeah. We are real yeah. close to that. Um, when you, if you go back to Leviathan, I, I believe that is – uh, Sokin himself that sings the lyrics to Leviathan, and he he does speak English. Uh, he he doesn't speak English as well as a native English speaker. And I find a lot of times when Japanese um, musicians sing English lyrics, it becomes a little more difficult to understand. My point was that Distant Worlds is very difficult for me to understand without the full lyrics in front of me. This song had the same melody to me, or, or a similar melody, and I had a tough time hearing the lyrics. Am I saying that the person is a Japanese singer speaking? I don't know. I don't know who the singer is. I think I was a little more butthurt that I didn't hear um, Susan Calloway Susan on Calloway, it, yeah. Because I really want her to be the voice of Final Fantasy fourteen, but I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. If there if there was any drawback to the trailer for me, it was the music. But that music was a very brief part of the beginning, and then it went into more badassery with all this other stuff, and I was fine. And, and there might have been one or two dragoo- dragoons, right? I, there, you there you was saw drag- some dragoons? Yeah. I saw dragoons. I saw dragoons standing in iconic poses i oh, saw yeah. yeah i saw several of those dragon slayer things if you've done steps of faith you knew what those were 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of funny too because we were watching and I think it was it was yeah it was Yelta. She's like so apparently everyone in in this city is a dragoon. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love I love seeing them in their iconic poses and with all their their armor is so badass. It really is. It's it's so detailed and so pointy and so kick the ass of the dragon e. <laughs> Except for the females that are missing their whole belly. That still bothers yeah, that's just me. Gross that still bothers me, guys. You know, I I don't find that to be necessary. I really don't. But I, I could totally live without, you know, hey, I'm gonna look like a badass and be completely covered in armor because I'm fighting dragons that have flames, but you can scald my belly for me. It's just gross. <laughs> Gotta suck some dragons up. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Maybe they're clearly they're, they're weak to females, all of them. All right, Flames of Truth video. It contains spoilers from the final coil of Bahamut. Uh, it appears after end of an era. I, it really, when I was watching this, I was watching for the first few, many seconds, and I'm like watching it and watching it, and I'm like, I've watched this video before. I'm like, what? How is this new? And then uh, Luswell went Super Saiyan. After he sent the Warriors of Light into the future or pause timer, or, or I don't know if we were ever really clear on what happened there, but basically the, you know, the, the Derplander teleports away and then he goes Super Saiyan and uh, fights Bahamut. Punches Spoiler him in the alert. face, right? Punches him yeah. right through the chest. I think through the chest is why we right. see in the, in the cut scenes between each of the, the different phases of coil you get that big image of Bahamut with a big hole in his chest. And I guess mm-hmm. we haven't mm-hmm. finished, so... We haven't finished. However... We know everything. However, I don't think it was super spoilery. While it showed something that happened, I don't think it still told the whole story. And in fact, we told other... Uh, some people in our free company were like, do I not watch it? I haven't done Coil. And I'm like, nah, go ahead and watch it. I, I don't think it was the end of the world. Well, I, I had been spoiled on a, on some things from turn 12, and my girlfriend watched it, and she's like, I'm just going to go ahead and watch it. I was like, fine, watch it, because I, I didn't want to. I was afraid it was going to see something and make me mad that I was spoiled again. And she's like, oh, Louis Swaff flew up into the air, and I was like, yeah, some turn 12 stuff. And I was then I watched it, and I was like, oh, wait, none of that stuff I knew about happened, so... I'm not even going to spoil that part for you. If it, Thank the you. video doesn't, and I'm not. So, it, there, there. It to me, it looked like kind of like what the start of turn twelve would be, and the end of ter- turn thirteen would be. It's like the start of the battle. Some shit goes down. Bahamut gets a hole in his chest, and then these little sparkly blue things hit the ground, and then that's it. That's the end of the video. Yeah. For full disclosure, I haven't actually watched it yet. But I am looking forward to doing so. And and yeah, I was I was afraid that it might spoil that stuff too. But I I, I think I've been spoiled as far as like you have, Ruby. Cause because I know who we fight in 12. You know, I know who I know what's going to come up towards the end, but I don't know what happens, you know, at the end of 13 or anything like that. But it's it's gonna be I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think we're at a point where it's going to be tough not to be spoiled on some of these things. And also take it from this point of view. I know there's a lot of people who are saying, well, I can't get a group to get into coil. I can't do this. Do you think this was kind of a 
uh, a throw at people who can't get into coil so that you can at least see what the ending to coil would look like or something to that. I'm not saying that this is the end to coil, but is this part of like, I wonder if they're going to add more to this or something, you know, a little bit as each part goes so people can see the ending to coil. I don't know. Do you guys know? Do you guys think? I, I don't know. Please, I, I know some people were already Please upset. Please look forward to it. I know, right. Some people were already upset that it showed something they haven't seen yet because no coil. But I am I am quickly getting to the po- point where uh, the patch is in two months. I'm sorry, the expansion mm-hmm. is in two months. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot legitimately expect to stay spoil, spoiler-free much longer, right? How long has third coil been out? Right. I can't really effectively. If they're putting ex- Echo in it soon, it's at least yeah. six months. Yeah. yeah. So, so I can't, I cannot really, ex- I don't want anyone to like email me the answer of what happens or anything like that. But I, I think it, I think when we hit like 3.0, it gets to the point where it's, it's not no longer a spoiler. As, as we've said in my family for a long time, Jesus dies and the boat sinks. <laughs> Exactly. You exactly. can get to yep. a point where it's no longer a spoiler. It's un- hey, I haven't seen Titanic, okay? Don't <laughs> spoil it for me. It's un- very it's sorry, un- Well, it's unreasonable much longer. I, I still don't want people to spoil it for me, but for much longer, it's if you haven't gotten through it, then just deal with it. And if it I haven't Bruce got- Willis, guys. It was, Bru- it was Bruce Willis the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was the spoiler. Samuel Jackson. All right, speaking of spoilers, what happened at the end of patch 2.55? Now, guys, I made it two-thirds the way through the patch before I started drinking, so. (laughs) And then there was lots of crying. That's about all I remember. I did go through my screenshots. So what happens at the end of the patch? The Scions and the Grand Company leaders... They all basically say that Ishgard will soon be united with the rest of Orzea. And then, you know, some shit happens. And then Nanamo summons us to a dinner. But before the dinner, she's like, I want to talk to you privately. Someone spoiled this for me, guys. Someone in our free company got there an hour before I did. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like... It's like Game of Thrones, the Red Wedding, but at dinner. And right after that, I finally saw any mention of a dinner. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, I God. Was, that Carrie, sucks. Oh, my God. Oh, I was, take him into a room mad. and t- talk to him privately. I, I told no, him, no, don't there, make there, me there kick There were threats of kicking. Oh, yes, I said no, I'd kick him. Sure. He's like, well, yeah. I didn't spoil everything. And I'm like, but I That's now enough. I now know some. I am now apprehensive that I'm going to this dinner. Right? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. I was already apprehensive. I know, I'm pretty sure everybody was fucking <laughs> apprehensive, but now you're looking but for where's happened, King Joffrey right? and yeah. where's yes. the cup. Yeah. When you're waiting uh. for, for the bloodbath. Yes. No, it was, it was not. Well, by the time you get around to, hey, why don't you go meet this person out in the middle of nowhere and they're not there, but then you pick up the special vial, you know, it's like, this is going nowhere good. This is there. Yeah. There is no happy ending here. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting. Um, I I did spend still 
20 minutes to half an hour picking what I would wear to the dinner. Uh, did anyone else do that? <laughs> no. No, I wore my super pink armor because I, I need to be, well, I had to be prepared. Okay, my, I did a different thing than you guys did because you guys had already seen it, but I had been so tired the night of the patch that I just went to bed. I, I, I had to go to bed. I didn't have time to sit through an hour or more of, you know, we We all scenes. knew there were lots of cutscenes. yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to be awake for it. So everyone was talking about it without actually talking about it in our, we, we use line and have our line chat group. Everyone was talking about it without actually talking about it in our line chat group. And I was sitting at work pouting. So I found a website that had the whole thing taped. So I started watching it and I got to the point um, of the poisoning. And then I got to the point where Alphino was um, with the Crystal Braves and the Crystal Braves turn on him and then I'm like I can't what I'm bawling at my desk <laughs> at work and at this point I turned it off and went this is not going to happen I can't do this right now and then I went home but yeah or after work I went home and did it all for real but yeah it was um, for me I I, I always want to look like my tanky self and I knew I knew I'd have to be prepared to be in battle because because bad things were coming. So I, I didn't wear anything spiffy. And I tried to play it like if if Yelta got invited to a dinner, she would in Ulda, she would put on the Ulda outfit she won from the gold saucer and died. Yes. So I did. And I, I look back on the screenshots and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I put my, you know, friendship feather in my hair. And whatnot. So yeah. So 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 spoilers. The the cup from the before the fall uh, logo is the cup that poisons Nanamo. And then Taliji accuses us, the Warrior of Light, of murdering her. And they had planted the poison in our pocket. And then Athena is summoned and captured by the Crystal Braves. Oh my God. Go on. Okay. So Robin and Taliji. You know, the whole thing turns into like, the, so at the dinner, there's like, you know, people shouting stuff and people are accusing people. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Robin. It's like gets, live action version of Clue, right? Oh there my God. It's like fantasy. It's like, you know, who did it with the cup in the kitchen or whatever, you know. And so let's see. So Robin goes all berserker. He goes mad bull, right? And he That's his name. Mad Bull. That's right. He cuts Taliji, who I hated, in half. Yeah, fuck that there, guy. There was that cheering. Guy? There was I a little I cheered a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah. And you know, then they he argues and fights with Ibarda and loses an arm. And then the science and us run away. Now I want to stop for a second. At that point, the internet went fucking crazy about the leaders of the other grand companies leaving. And they had to, is what it comes down to. I was okay with that. Yeah. I was I'm too. Sorry. If you had a leader of, of a, a, another nation was at your dinner and it turned into a fucking live action version of Clue, 
they would take you out of there for your safety whether yeah. you wanted to fucking go or not. It's That's still, just common sense. It's still political at that point. You get mm-hmm. back to your home base and then you say, you know, you, you put some troops out and you say, you know, we don't make any comment on anything that's going on over there at this time. We're standing by to see what happens. But you my get political. My yeah. condolences. And that is what um, Meryl Wibb was trying to say. She's been trying to say it like, my country comes first, then the alliance, then AORS, whatever, but I got to watch my own people. And she's got to watch her own back before she watches her own people. This isn't cowardice. This is politics. Yes. And I'm sorry, but if she doesn't watch her own people first, she has no people and has no position of power. It's just it's politics. It's the way it works, and it's the way it works. I, I, there, we're going to get to this. It's a part of the discussion I want to have later. But it's a difference between Alphano's point of view, which is, oh, we just we, we're heroes and we go kill whatever and we save the day, versus real fucking life. And this is real fucking life that was going on right here. And I think that's kind of why why this was such a wake up call for Alphano. It's like he's such an idealist that this was. I think this whole the way it all went down was really fascinating. Well, and I think I, I and I still think and this goes more to guessing about stuff, but I think Merle Webb wanted to do something. I think her aide pulled her away. He's like, no, oh, for we sure. have to leave. So, you know, I, anyone who is mad about that, you need to understand that politics is bigger than reacting to the immediate situation. Well, there's not much she can do to help if she's dead in the middle of the coup, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're just going to make it look bad anyway. All right. Then these scions are hunted down by the brass blades and the crystal blade braves because someone has big pockets. Yudan Papalimo, Thancredit, Yishtola, Minfilia, basically all of them, it shows them one after another going, saying, I have to leave you, I'll save you, and going off screen. And then you presumably are killed or captured. Uh, one interesting thing that people brought up is Yishtola does call up her sister's name, uh, which there's other lore involved in this. Uh, what's her name? Yamitra. Yamitra. She's yeah. uh, she's one of the um, the saints of Connacht Find or whatever that's out there in Mordona. She's, she came from... Uh, Charlayan to also be a part of the thing. Okay, her, her sister told all the tales and stuff. So I thought that was an interesting tidbit. They all kind of called out somebody. I know Thancred called for Minthilia and um, um, Ida. Well, she just called on her limit break three and just. <laughs> la- Which was wickedly badass. Oh my God, it, was so badass. it was awesome. So basically, the- oh, go ahead. What's kind of killing me about all of this is I have some of the coolest screenshots I've ever taken in five years of playing this game. And like I was saying earlier, I have like over 3,500 screenshots and I can't share them with anyone because they're so spoilery. It's so sad. So uh, then then so basically at the very, very last person who's with you is Minfilia and she's kind of like mother crystal talks to me run for your life and she disappears too so then there's a cut scene of you like running through the tunnels and you get outside and then there's a film a familiar face with a chocobo carriage uh i think 
I think I read everyone who sees it sees it with the guy who you initially rode into town with. That's that's correct. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Because I saw the guy with the and I've heard their triplets. I saw the guy guy with the yellow shirt because I'm Gridania. Yep. Me too. Yep. Okay. So we can't compare. But no. oh wait, Kariri, were you Gridania? I'm Gridania. I watched right. another cutscene okay. though in preparation for tonight, and it was an Ulda, and they were wearing a red shirt. So it's it's one of the triplets, those mm -hmm. three original guys, which is awesome. I mean, oh, it's yeah. like the, the whole thing comes full circle. Yep. The carriage yeah. ride pulls up. Alphano's on the on the carriage, and he's got his hood down, just like when you first meet him. And it, you know, no sister, of course, but. It's it's really cool how they bring the complete story full circle with the carriage ride. Well, it's it is. It's such a cool little little tidbit that they threw in there, just for circling around, you know, all the way. Well, it sounds like LSA was the one who actually called for the carriage, you know, and and it. Some people were like, "Oh man, this is this is too fake," but I'm like, no. Someone said you're in trouble in Ulda, so where might you escape? Maybe Thanalan. <laughs> but um, so then we also so we do we do meet Alphano at that point, and uh, and a little Lalafell with a helmet on, and it turns out to be Pippin, Tarupin. That is yep. Robin's adopted son. He's back from Alamigo, and they had made they had mentioned him earlier. This is not a new character. I, some people also are like, where did this Lalafell come from? But no, no, he was he was talked about before. And uh, he <laughs> he's like one of the first ones, like, I heard what went down. I don't believe it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Who's going to believe that you, the Scion, would kill the the, the Sultana? Yeah, no way, dude. Why, why would the warrior lie? <laughs> that's the other thing is I don't understand why anyone would think we would even do this. But that's okay. So then, uh, so we, we take the carriage ride and then the PCs meet up, meet up with Sid and we fly back to Corathus because he has an airship, yo. And then, uh, I can never say his name, Harashvant. Harash, how do you say that? Sure. Sure. Harashvant. Yeah. That, that elven dude, Elizin dude from, uh, Ishgard. He, he basically is like, you helped us out. We'll hold you and keep you. And he's like, and if you want to make this your home base, you can call it the Falling Snows or something, which is hilarious because we had. It's, it's funny, but it's so sad. It's like, yes, yes it's... that's what we would have called it if the whole world wasn't fucking destroyed. My my life is not destroyed. And then we also so he hides us and and, and Yugiri's there also. And she's like, hi. And she has no mask on. And she's like, oh, yeah, I lost it, which seemed a little bit. I don't know. What's the word? Convenient. convenient. Not, not convenient. It was like um, the word cavalier. Like a, it, it it was it was like sudden. Of course, they had already shown us the race, so it was not a super surprise to any of us, I guess. But she's like, I, oh I yeah. Think if, we, if we'd if we'd have seen what was like, was it? Is it you should talk, no, it's Ida who had her mask broken. Oh yeah. Oh, if yeah. it had been something like that, that was her reveal. It would have been amazing, you know, but it was just we walk into or a room and the she's mask just, off. yeah, or, you know, we walk in the room. She's just standing there. Hello. And, and it's like there was nothing to it. There was no build up to it. build up for so long yeah. that it was anticlimactic. It was anticlimactic. But still, 
Honestly, guys, she looks exactly what I thought she looked like under there. Sure. Right? She looked great. She yeah. really looked she great. Looked I good. liked she it. She looked pretty good. I, I was happy. Um, back in Ulda, though, they do show Little Rito, who looks like he's in command of the Brass Blades. We do find the Lady of Waiting, uh, the Sultana's Lady in Waiting, is working with him, and Raban is in prison and looking angry with one arm. Big time. I like it in the cut scene or in the, the trailer because it looks like his braid had come undone and his hair got all wild and tangly and just, he looks awesome. I like him now. I didn't like him before, but I like him now. I'm just afraid where they're taking him. I really am. Cause they could take him to such a, he, they could do, they could turn his rage for evil somehow. And it just scares the shit out of me. Or it could just be the best revenge thing ever. I, I don't know where he it's could, he, go. he could cut more Lalafells that are evil in half. That'd be okay. By See, the way, cool. by the way, I'm a Lalafell. Don't cut me in half. I'm a good guy. <laughs> I, I did tweet that day. I'm like, I might have to change races. Yeah, there was some uh, awful evil being was... done by the little people. Oh, yes, it was my God. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Lalafells, we skipped over this. So, Tadaru, there's this weird story side story but it's still the main story where she's like I don't want to just be an accountant right so she tries to be a uh, arcanist and she's not good at it which is hilarious though because because so the so you go try to find her and you talk to the arcanist guild leader and she's like oh yeah I sent her off to do you know the level I don't know five or ten arcanist quest and she couldn't even do it it's like the the boxes that have rats by them have you guys done that one yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So, so she fails that, and her carbuncle runs away, and I'm like, oh my god. So, um, it's just adorable it's, and endearing. Oh, it's so cute, and she looked so cute because she's wearing. Mm-hmm. Well, I forget the name of that gear. It's like that level thirty gear that everybody really wanted when they were mages. Anyway, it was dyed pink. Mm-hmm. And she looked super cute. The hat was, you know, she's got that one feather that kind of comes to the side in the front while she's wearing like a tricorn, and it's the same feather that's going in the back. Same color scheme, but different gear. She's totally cute. She's totally cute. So she goes through this, she goes through all this stuff, and she's trying to, and at some point you go, you end up at like Costa del Sol, and she's trying to, you know, you have to go fight stuff for her there, and, and, um, and then that part's really weird. Then she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, blood pearls or something and make talismans for everyone and there's this whole like weird cutscene where she's like giving you a weird look as she's leaving and she wants you well <laughs> she wants me i don't know about the rest of you but... well half of the internet was like oh my god she's evil i don't believe that myself and the other was like well she's just kind of sad because she feels I, I think she felt like something is coming yeah so so anyway uh so at this point, or a little bit later, well, actually pretty soon, uh, in the storyline, y- where you're hiding out at Dragonhead, you can actually go in there and play Triple Triad against her. And I, I, this is me. Which is why I don't want to kill her, because she's like the last of the Scions. But if that bitch don't give me that lightning <laughs> card soon, <laughs> well, and yeah. Well, here's my theory early. My theory is she's good at cards. She's totally going astrologian. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll do our some more theories later. Anyway, so then, so Robin's in prison is where we're at. Then the credits roll, 
and we see people's names who we've actually shaked hands with. And then uh, then there's a little cutscene after that with the Askins. I can't talk tonight. Asians. 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 So they talk about, you know, that one guy you completely owned the last patch. I'll say the names. Thank you. <laughs> Nabrialis so was the th- guy that we killed. So he was the one from the Chrysalis, right? So yeah. 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 So we kicked his ass. La Habra, he leaves. That was the guy who was in uh, Thancred earlier. He, yeah, he was the first guy. Mm-hmm. Him and Elidibus is the other guy. They're sitting there talking about... Nabrialis was a punk and he stepped out too soon and all that and kind of got what he's coming got what was coming to him. And then what blew our minds is you see Uriange and he's talking about how he has answered thy summons, emissary. Speak and make thine intent known. And so 90% of the internet went, oh my god, he's evil. I Tricked don't, me a little bit. Right? I don't think he's there because he wants to be. But we could talk right. about it. Yeah. So anyway, you have this little cutscene that I found very confusing. I'm still looking for the uh, Japanese translation or something. Because at least, like at, like at the end of The Keeper of the Lake, the translations were very different. I keep wondering, are the translations more straightforward in another language? But... If anyone knows anything, email us. We'll give the email later. So anyway, so that cutscene gets goes by, and then you know basically your PC in Midgard Summer arrive at the gates of Ishgard. He says something really cryptic, and uh, let me. He's like, you're not. It's something like not. You'll find not, but death and despair here. He's like delusion, despair, death. Thou shall find not else here, and then he like disappears, and I'm like. I want to know where he was when I was killing his friends in Steps of Faith, but okay. Yeah, we traded Heidelin in for this. She was <laughs> she was way nicer. She glowed. Oh yeah. All right, then you did get a. Uh, they always do like every almost every patch. They do like a little s- screen that says a phrase, and this one was to preserve the dawn's light. The heroes journeyed north, their hearts filled with hope and eyes fixed heavensward. So that was basically the, we're going heavensward. And then what was our achievement? We got a we got an achievement for doing this. I don't remember. I, I think it was. I think it was yes. my left arm. My left arm. Yes. That was dark, guys. That was really dark. Great, Fernals. Thanks a lot for that one. However, I think is it, what's the what's the title yet? The bearer of the torch or the bear something. I don't remember now, but uh, yeah, you do get a new title for doing, doing the storyline. And a lot of sadness, a lot of tears. Um, oh my God, I cried so hard. I was crying basically. Was dark. Very dark. I knew she was getting poisoned somehow. All of a sudden, when I saw the goblet in front of the Sultana, I'm like, that's a fucking goblet. Well, I yeah. I yeah. caught on to it because who gives a lady-in-waiting speaking parts? You know this game. Nobody, her. Nobody yeah. has speaking parts in this game unless something's up. And when I heard her speak, I said, "There's she's, she's in disguise. That's somebody. Who is this? Oh, I don't know about disguise, but part of me, part of me... And this is, I have many theories that I go back and forth all the time. But part of me is like, none of them are dead. Part of me goes, all of them are dead. Part of me is like, 
I I think the lady in waiting was actually good, and this is Nanamo's exit strategy, or you know, none of it makes sense. <laughs> My whole thing was, I I think a lot of because pe- a lot of people think that they had to bring back some of the scions in Heavensward, but I thought killing all of them off was, I I think they're dead. I really do. They might bring one of them back just to you know, satisfy the crowds or something, but we can't go into to a new patch we can't go into Ishgard with our big bad alliance we need we need to make new friends we need to have new alliances we can't go marching into town with the same people we've been following for two years um they need us it's like it it was a mechanism to make us go into Ishgard alone I don't know what do you think I totally agree with that I agree with it from a couple different standpoints. I'm still trying to have a little bit of hope that the Scions are around, but they may not be in a physical form. They may have died and they may be beyond the void and it may be something where they're fighting beyond the void with the um, Aseans. Maybe there's another subplot that goes on, but I agree completely with what you're saying as far as your character needs to have nobody we need a fresh start. We need some um, – it's basically an, an adversary because you you don't have any friends. You have no one to talk to. You have no one to go to except this frozen for, foreboding place up until this point. Um, and, it, and it gives a challenge to, to the beginning. Whether or not – now that they may dump the Scions in and patch 3.3 or something where, where it warrants it longer further in the story – but and early on, no, I don't see the Scions coming back anytime soon. Or you know, and like you said, they might be in another form or something. Heidelin might be using them for some purpose somewhere. But I, I do think they're, I do think they're gone. Um, I do think I like that they left it open so they could bring someone back if they need to. But yeah, they collapsed half of fucking Ulda's underground on a couple of them. So I, I don't know. True. But then I, I also. Don't know. They didn't show it on camera. So they didn't but show yeah, it on exactly. camera. Two of them were standing in a round room that I know I can jump off the ledge and run out the city pretty quickly myself. I never understand why these people, I guess they're in combat. They can't teleport. But even so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my ass can use yeah, sprint and get the hell yeah. out of some tricky situations. Yeah, there's there's. That was the other thing a lot of people were bitching about is I think they were so upset about the storyline because, oh, she dies and we just stand there. We're arrested. We just stand there. The Crystal Braves take over and we just stand there. Um, You know, these people sacrifice themselves and we just stand there. They, you know, Minfilia says run and we just run and we don't do anything. It's like, what do you want us to do? I, I know you feel helpless and it's awful, but we can't fight all of them by ourselves, you know? It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense from a storyline, and they have to have, I mean, not just story involved, but we, they can kill everybody else. They can't kill us, so we have to keep moving on, you know? I don't know, there's... And the narrative has, well, and the narrative has to push us a certain direction, right? The plot has to move forward, yes. I I agree, it may feel heavy-handed, though. I, I, I do agree that, you know, we might have felt forced. There are some people, though, who are still mad that our characters don't get to choose more responses to things or whatever. I really think that if we're role playing, let's say, I have a feeling what Yelta is and who she is. And I actually prefer the cutscenes where I just basically raise my arm and my mouth opens and talks because I can imagine 
this is what I'm saying. And almost all the time, the responses are generic enough. They're like, oh, okay. So I like that better than me having a voice. Some people want our characters to have a voice. And I'm like, not really. Let's leave that one to imagination. But yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I'd rather I'd rather picture how I'm responding to this. What they could have done, I mean, we we got the we got the you know fight at the gate of Ishgard, and that was amazing. I, I loved that. But if they had led us on the way out, say like the first wave of bad guys, if we had been able to have a quick battle scene, just us and the other you know um, scions, if we if we had been able to have a small battle against like the first, I don't know. Well, that, wave of 15 cool. brass blades or something. I think that would have, and then we get overwhelmed, so we had to mm-hmm. run on or something. I think that would have gone a long way. Yeah, that would have been a nice touch to like to 1.0 because you get to fight with the scions in those early cutscenes in 1.0. It'd well, been nice to well, fight with some scions. 2.0, we do too. And- yeah, we know we do too. I just re-rolled a new character on a different server, and I I got to fight ants, tree ants with Yida and Papalimo. So that does happen. Yep. But however. The battles you cannot win is very Final Fantasy. There are several Final Fantasy games that you cannot win that fight. You're supposed to get knocked out. You're supposed to. This is what it is to me. I think they wanted you to be frightened, alone, and forced to Ishgard. And and that's the narrative they wanted to tell. And I, I uh, what suspend your disbelief. Just, just let go. Yes. Let it happen. Yeah. Because it's happened, guys. You can either rail against it or be like, okay. And my screenshots felt better tied up on the floor of the dinner. Well, we don't care what you're into, <laughs> you <know. laughs> but, 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 no, We just want to move the story along. But, you know, I, w- I was in my older clothes. I had no weapon. They actually, you know, made a mention of having no weapon or whatever. So. All right. Where are we? Well, we we kind of talked about, you know, about the Scions being gone, who was lost, who who might be back. People who I felt were missing were um, Hori Boulder, Coltene, and Philemon. Where, where were those guys? They, I don't remember them being mentioned. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, pretty much so, anyone in the Rising Stones, and there were other NPCs there. So where are they? Um, I, Orion J, we know, is at uh, Sands. Right. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure who's left. Not much. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but there were other NPCs that you talked to. I know I didn't really go around at first. I think you guys might have gone around to some people at first. I went. I went back to the Rising Stones just to see what they would do when we got to the door. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, there's a like a brass blade or somebody there that's like, or maybe it's a crystal brave, but they're like no entry here or something. And then I turned over to the the wandering minstrel just to see, and maybe this is something that was put in at 2.55 prior to it. But he sings a new little song that he's got a another little another little ballad he sings. It's not a new fight or anything, but it's a very short cut scene where he sings about Heaven's Ward. And so I was like, oh, well, I better start talking to other NPCs. So I went around to the Rising Stones in Ulta and Rising Stones, you know, just little bits here and there. Like, we're with you, brother. You know, we don't believe the hype and all that. Um, but in Ulta, it really explains a lot more about 
why aren't there just brass blades with swords at my throat as soon as I set foot in Old Da? And if you go over to, I believe it's Swift. It's Swift, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, Swift tells us that it's it's there's a cover-up. Nobody really knows what's going on because they're trying to keep the peace in the streets, but the monetarists are, are, are have things going on behind the scenes. Is that correct? Well, yeah, absolutely. And like uh, one of the first NPCs I talked to was the paladin trainer. And he basically tells this whole story about how the Sultana is merely sick, but they won't let him visit. So which is the cover up? Is she sick? Is she dying? Is she dead? You know, so there's there's they've left quite a bit up in the air. And I think they could go many, many different directions with it, with who's alive, who's dead. Um, they have already told us that even after Heaven's Word comes out, there will be quests and, and whatnot that get you to go back to the other towns, the one point or 2.0 cities, you know, there's going to be story there. So I'm, I'm very interested to see where the stories go and the, the, the different NPCs give me, <laughs> it's kind of cool because they don't agree. Almost all of them are like, we know you didn't do it. There's one that's like shaky up in Mordona. He's like, I'd arrest you now, but <laughs> Something. He's my favorite. <laughs> I never, yeah, there, there, there's, there's this, um, he's a crystal brave and he's standing there when you're going up the hill, you know, like to get your daily Alexandrite quest and there's a crystal brave standing right there. And that's my favorite one. Cause I, I like to go by on my Magitek armor and explode him when I walk by. I do it all the time therapy. and it's very satisfying. You ain't going to do nothing fool. It's good therapy. <laughs> it's, it, it just makes me very happy. Yes. Oh my goodness! But yeah, it's kind of cool that all the different job quest people, um, like you said, the paladin one, even the the gladiator one, and the gladiator skilled is like, we know you're fine. Ignore these fuckers, you know. And even the they're, crafting they're, ones. The crafting with yeah, the mining the crafting, guild. Yeah, yeah. Crafting, gathering, all the jobs, classes, everything. All of them say different things now. And I there was a lot of talk on the forums when people weren't realizing this. They're like. They're like, what the hell just happened? Why the hell am I still be able to walk around Ulda? You know, why are these people not rioting that, you know, Nanamo's dead? Why are they not rioting that they can't find Rauban? And it's like, go talk to people. That's very Final Fantasy to me. Like going back to go the very to original everything. ones even. Yes, talk to every NPC, see what's changed since the last time you came to town, you know? And so I was really kind of happy to see that they, they added that in in just a little throwback way. Um, the other thing was the um, – I don't remember the other thing, so ignore me. <laughs> but, It'll uh, come to you. But um, this, this was when – I, when I saw the credits roll – and everything that had happened to that point, I had actually tweeted, and I hope I didn't spoil anyone, but I'm like, I I feel like I have to log off and tell 3.0. I don't feel like the storyline really allows for anything else. And so when I did log back in, I, I was very happy to see that the first couple NPCs I talked to were like, oh, we don't think you did it, or we think it's, or, or we're scared of you, so we're not going to arrest you. So anyway... Oh, I remember it now. Um, one of the things that, that didn't happen that I think they need to clean up is um, someone had just finished the culinarian quest mm -hmm. after they had done the full on um, end of the storyline quest. And you you basically run into zombie Nanamo because she's still <laughs> there. 
Yeah, so, yeah. So, the level fifty quest is to make her dinner, right? We'll go ahead and poison her again. You know, make sure the job is <laughs> done. Well, well, I think either a they have a loose string to tie up with that. They should change the quest, or b she's not dead anyway. So it could go either way. I personally think she is gone. If there's anybody that's not in the story going forward, she's gone. My I'm reasoning, sure almost, my yeah. reasoning behind this is there were there's one leader uh, of the grand company of Limsa and there's one leader of the grand company of Gridania but there were essentially two leaders of the grand company of Ulda and every time Raban had Nanamo on his shoulder to me it felt like there were two heads to that snake and honestly somebody had to go out of that pair and i think what it did was it, it got rid of the lalafell it got rid of the, the two-headedness of it, and it gave Raban an edginess that he didn't have prior to this. Some people liked Raban, but I, I couldn't find a part that I liked about him. And now, and I think he will continue to be good. I think he'll be super edgy, but I think he'll be good. Um, I think he's going to get a very dark kind of persona um, and and lean on that that berserker, mad bull element more. But he will be he will be something different than the other two where I found he didn't really quite have a personality that made him stand apart like um, the other two grand company leaders. See, I always loved Roban. I loved the way he protected her. I loved that that his protection of her was his whole life. And that's why it broke him so bad when she died. You know, I, I like that that her protection was his protecting old duh. That's the way I took it. So I, and well, I, I, didn't, th I think that's right. I think I, that's the way you should take it. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like it was completely one dimensional though, either because they, they had a few in, in some of the quests, I'm trying to remember where, but you heard a bit about his past and you know, how he got into the position he was in. And I have to now go look it up and pinpoint that because I do remember reading a lot more about him. But he needed I, I agree with you, though, that either he needed to be taken away from her or she needed to be taken away from him um, because it, it, it did force him into a more focused role. It's a more revengey role. He now has there's now a reason for him to pick up the pieces and there's an urgency to it. There's a motivation to it. I think I, I really enjoy that aspect of it. And if one of them was going to go, honestly, as much as I loved Animo, it made more sense in a wartime revengey. It would have, it wouldn't have been as dramatic if you'd killed Rauban and had Nanima going for his vengeance. Can you imagine? No, how that, silly that, that would that, that, that It makes no sense. Yeah. It would make no sense exactly. either. There would be three females that are in charge of the grand companies. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, not trying to be sexist, but that's kind of one-sided. And um, also, she just doesn't carry the same weight. So, no, she had to go. But this is interesting, and this is something I found when I was reading Reddit and such right after the uh, 2.55 story ended, was that a lot of the elements that were for this poisoning of Nanamo had been written in the story long before. Oh, yeah. Like, NPCs you could go talk yeah. to NPCs, and NPCs were like, I heard there was a poison plot to, to yep. kill the... Yep. This isn't new, which yep. ma makes me believe that they had they had pre-planned 
all of this to happen. When they, I know they said they did, but when you when you see it unfold, you're like, oh shit! But they had pre-planned this to be the case long before any of this happened. See, and I think that it would be even more dramatic. I actually liked not. I actually liked those two better than either of the other grand leaders. The either of the other two leaders, I liked those two better than Gurdani's leader. I liked those two better than. Limps's leader, I actually found, I thought for the, I felt like the history and the character of Ulda was actually way more formed and it actually made more sense to me that those two would have this kind of thing. Something had to go, something had to change, but I think it would be, I think in the end it's going to be, would be possibly way more dramatic for Raban to like lose his mind, turn into this vengeance demon, basically. And then mm-hmm. honestly, I think it would be really, really cool if Nanamo was like, oh no, I was faking it. Well, if you're really looking for a Lalafell that might take the place, then Pippin would be your guy because they, of course, he's already in the uh, the flames. And right. then he's a Lalafell, which is that one element that's not, that that's missing from the group. But you know that's kind of digressing from. Well, we we don't have we don't have a Makote leader. We don't have true. an Elizan leader. So you know we we really you know there's we, not everything is represented, and I think that's okay. Yeah. But I I think I honestly they left it open. Really, they left it open so that anything you could possibly guess could happen. So and and I honestly expect them to completely surprise all of us i expect them to completely be like oh yeah and then this happened well i also don't think they can't have all of them alive and they can't have killed every single one well they could have killed every single one of them but i think it would be too freaking stupid and sketchy for them to have oh no none of them were actually dead they all survived and they're fine and here they are now that would just be stupid no if they wanted to kill off characters they would have killed them off in the calamity personally i think if they wanted to wipe the slate clean they would have bombed that entire hill yeah and i have an issue with putting characters into Sidia. And then wiping them out of the uh, complete storyline. Uh, How do you have Ishtola fight in, fight for 14 in Dissidia and then be like, she's oh, yeah. she's not in 3.0 going forward. Nah, she's she's somewhere. You'll see her. Will she be physical or not? I don't know. And how soon we'll see her, I don't know either. Yeah, so I, I don't think they killed all of them, but I don't think they all should live either. I think that would be cheesy was my point. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty MMO though. It's hard. It's hard to kill off characters. I guess other games have done it, but not a whole lot. But anyway, uh, the Crystal Braves themselves. I'm gonna give a little spoiler about our group. We were gonna actually create a site that was named something similar. We had a link shell called the Crystal Braves. We have to delete it now. Fuck those guys. Fuck those I wanted guys. one of those blue coats. I really oh, did. I did too. Oh, oh no. my god. After I finished the storyline before my husband did 12 hours before, he's like, man, can I get that blue coat anywhere? And I sat there and I <laughs> yeah, stared at him. And I, I just basically looked at him and I stared. And I said, finish the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> you get it if you finish the story. Not. Not. No, they they suck. And 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 Yu Yu Hase or whatever, the little Lalafell guy, he's a punk. They they gave you hints about them being a punk 
uh, all of them being punks the whole way through. Oh, we, yeah. We're still missing Riol. Riol, the guy with the eye patch and the, mm-hmm. the, the cool tattoo on his face. I say cool because Rubicon has cool tattoos on his face. <laughs> but anyway. But uh, yeah, Ilbert's a fucker, and we I should we should have seen that one coming. I never liked him. Me either. No, and his history with Rao Bon, it's like, okay. This, convenient. This is, yeah, it was totally... It's like, my, that certainly is convenient. And you can't no, trust anybody terrible. from Alamigo. I've learned, learned, we even saw that in two point, <laughs> uh, the beginning of 2.0, that one that one spy guy from Alamigo that was spying on the Empire. And uh, uh, um, what's his name with the, with the katana took him down? Oh, my God. Sid's, Sid's buddy with the red armor. Forgot your name, bud. Anyway, um, yeah, so these Crystal Braves. They, they, some of them are sketchy. Even the one, the guy that picked up the vial, or whenever you picked up the vial, was like, "Oh no, I didn't see what's her face. You came out here all this way to the train tracks looking for, her, never yeah. saw her." That dude betrayed you way earlier in another part of the storyline, and then you picked him back up and said, "Come join the Crystal Braves." That guy was a dickhead before, and then we trust him again, and he betrays you twice. That dude should die in 3.0. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be happy. I, I would like to see him have a, a death in the style of the Lalamel, Lalamel, Lalafell Teleji. That would be fabulous. Oh, yeah. Just cut his head off or something. <laughs> well, in the Crystal Braves, I, they kind of sold it to you as like a cool idea. But when I really started thinking about it they, again, I'm like, oh, man. But these are all people who like don't have an allegiance to any one nation, so they're what? They want money, they want power, girls, I don't know. Right. They they came with their they had to come with their own wants and desires because what could Alphano give him? I mean, honestly, this whole thing, the Crystal Braves, was Alphano masturbating. The this was <sighs> Alphano this yeah. is the truth. Yeah. This is Alphano built his own army, and he says mm-hmm. this in the storyline. Alphano built his own army so he could be like the Grand Company leaders and he could unify Eorzea under his own name. You know, not that he would be the king of Eorzea, but that he would could sit back and have joined the world. And this is what I find from Alphano. That he not only does he get drunk with a little bit of power and he gets arrogant and all that, but he is basically the representation of the flat RPG, let's save the world heroic style that even older Final Fantasies and old RPGs do. Many even today, if you want to just have a flat Plano RPG, where you say, we're going to go fight Monster A and then Monster B and then we reveal Monster C and we kill that and the world loves us in the end. And and that's what Alpha No hoped to do. We're going to unify everybody. We're going to kill all the primals. We're going to repel uh, um, the Empire. And then we're going to join back forces with um, Ishgard and we're going to sing Kumbaya. I, and I think he's a good guy at the end of the day. Me too. However, I think he's young and arrogant and I think he got... You know, everybody said, oh, my God, you're so awesome. So he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm awesome. And then he, like, you know, built this army. And and, and, and he even said it in a cut scene, something about, I, I thought I could save Orzea. Right? Yeah. yeah. So he really he really falls from that. And he, I, there are cut scenes where he, or there's you know, speech bubbles where he, he's like, what was I thinking? And he, I, I do hope this knock, knocked him down a peg. I feel like it did. And I won't have to slap him. 
Well, he's like a young politician, you know, like this real idealist politician, grassroots level. I'm going to go up, and when you send me to Congress, I'm going to change all these things. And he goes up, he gets voted into Congress, and he makes some packs, and he shakes a few hands and all this stuff. And what he doesn't realize is the hands he's shaking are shaking each other's hands behind his back. Uh-huh. And they are making plans around him, and he's just a face. And there's a there's real stuff going behind the scenes, just like we said about the oldest stuff. There's there's real life that's happening, real politics, real people want the throne, and real people want the power, and real people want the money. And you just thought you had a ragtag group of just freedom fighters that just in their heart we're gonna make everything right. And you're stupid, kid, because people want money <laughs> and they want sex and they want power. And that's mm-hmm. why Heaven's Word is going to be a darker theme. I think it's going to be a darker game. Yes, we fix our eyes Heaven's Word, but there's a lot of darkness that's, that's going to come going forward and a lot of real issues more than just I pull my magic sword and said, by the power of Grayskull. Yeah, no, and totally. And the, there's with the political side of it, I, I think. I think we're in for a rude awakening in Ishgard anyway, simply because they're a city at battle at all times. They, they've been infested, you know, for they've been at war for a zillion years. So they, they are political. Of course, any government of any size or shape is, you know, very political. But the immediacy of dragon attacks versus making nicey nice with the other um, the other city states kind of goes, I think that's why they're so self-reliant and not interested in making friends as much is because they're so embattled. They're so in the moment. They're so, I think it's going to be a very different thing than the political stuff between the three, um, grand companies or city states that we've dealt with thus far. So I think that's going to be a fun little aspect of it too. Well, and we saw how fucking helpful the other, city-states were when we were going to go fight some dragons on a bridge to Ishgard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, so while I want to love Gridania and agree with everything that they do, that, you know, there's there was a cutscene during the dinner, right, that was like, oh yeah, yay, the dragons were defeated, we're awesome, and I'm like, we're awesome. Uh-huh. Oh, they totally had... took credit for it. Oh, I... yeah, and then Alfredo even said to to us, the you know, uh-huh. the warrior of light. They're, they're, he's like, yeah, you know, they sound pretty good now, but where were they when we asked them for the help? You know, I had to walk around and ask people wearing far fucking dark light armor to fight with me. Okay, that's not right. So yeah, that they they they. It made me a little sad that they did not step up to the plate, but I suppose they have their own shit to worry about. And they and they did mention that they have uh, beast men attacks and they have you know other shit going on. All right, uh, guessing we've said it a couple times. Uh, people want to know: Are any of the current characters going to be? any of the new classes, right? Is is Pippin going to be a Dark Knight? I said, is Tataru going to be a, you know... Astrologian. Astrologian. You know, is somebody going to be a machinist? So, are or are they going to be just people in Ishgard or something, or the new, or Heavensward, who are already these things? Do we have guesses, thoughts? I just thought well, the, the Pippin thing, being a Dark Knight, was such a... 
it, it, it's not a sure bet, but when he takes his helmet off, he's, he has Cecil hair. I mean, he looks like the way his hair, the color and everything looks like Final Fantasy four, like the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the kind of almost the, the holy night, dark night kind of thing going. So that's where I got that from. It was just like that would be super cool if they introduce him and he had this cool job, whether he's the dark Knight trainer or not. That's well, that's up to Yoshida. I can say with some certainty that I don't believe Raoul Bond will be a Dark Knight because I don't think he can hold a two-handed sword. I, you know what I think about him? I think they're going to, like, shove a shield onto his arm or something. I think I they're going to give him, like, like, a metal arm or, like, something with, like, a hook with a shield or something on it, and he'll be, like, the bionic man. That would be awesome. I feel like the way they've been going about things, they'll like pretty much save all. I love Tataru to be the uh, an astrologian, but I feel like they would like save all the characters now and then wait for 4.0 and be like, oh, she'll be this new job. I, I feel like it's too soon almost to be like, I don't know. It's hard to say. There's there's a lot of interesting theories I've read around. Uh, some of them make sense. Some of them don't click with me, but uh well, there's an astrologian society or whatever that's south of um, Dragon's Head, whatever mm-hmm. those little um, the at, the ob- at the at the observatory. Observatory, yeah. mm-hmm. yep. So you've got some context there. I don't know. Maybe we should talk to those NPCs see if see if anything goes. Oh, I haven't thought of running over there. That's a good idea. All right. I haven't read anything about that, so th- yeah, that could be interesting. All right, does this close the book on 2.0? Is everything from 1.0 gone with 2.0's ending? I, I, you know, is there, do we feel like it, did they make a hard break with killing off all of our help, you know, fleeing to the, you know, Ishgard? Is there any, is there any theme that's still continuing? I think obviously Rauban's still there and we're going to see a lot more about, because they can't, even if even if Nanamo's dead for even if if Nanamo's dead, they can't keep it a secret forever. Raubon's gone; they can't keep it a secret forever. The the um, monetarists, if they're seeking more and more power in Olda, the people are going to find out and they're going to riot if they don't do it right. So I, I we're definitely I think not done with like the Olda storyline. I think we're going to see. Um, Gridania get more involved with the Ishgard stuff and, and um, Limsa get more involved in the Ishgard stuff. We, we're we're going to see those two. There could be some interesting relationships between them and Ulda now with what's been going on because they don't know exactly what happened either. So I, I think that's going to be... We definitely haven't seen the end of 2.0. Um, I agree with you on all those points. I think there'll be an, uh, an isolationist aspect from both Gridania and Limsa that we kind of saw from um, um, Coarthus and, um, and the cities there, um, just because we need to keep the focus uh, going forward um, heavensward. So we've got to look at mm-hmm. the Northlands and stuff and kind of put take the spotlight off of the, the three major cities um, I do think it is the death of some, especially if the scions are gone. I'm not saying it's a complete death of 1.0 and the things there, but I, I think it's another hardline break along with 
the no more supporting of classes. I'm not saying they're taking classes away. I think they kind of have to keep classes around for a story element until they can somehow retcon it in 5.0 to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Going but, forward, uh, I can't see more classes. Though. But I don't see any more classes. No. They already confirmed about the, the 30 for the for the new jobs um, that was in the live letter. So I, I, I think it does close the door on some of the kindergartner type elements of 2.0, uh, putting those pieces together so, so we can kind of start off stronger in 3.0. I hope it's the end of some of the hand-holding of 2.0 and things are more difficult 3.0 going forward. I don't think it's a complete end of all the Scion stuff, mainly because Square Enix needs mascots for their games. And they they need to <laughs> they need to make money somehow off of this. So you've got to have a face that's time, and you can't use the derp lander because he's us. Um, so you've got to have some warriors. Uh, so the scions I still think are going to be the face of this game, but I think the limelight is going to be completely off of them at least for the first few patches of 3.0. Well, and I feel like uh, I played through 1.0. I killed Vandarnis. Uh, so. You went from no one knows who the fuck you are to I saved the world, kind of almost. And then in 2.0, no one remembers who you are. And then you save the world and the credits roll. And then, you know, other storyline things happen. So at the end of 2.55, again, I feel like they've set you up to you're going to go to Ishgard and no one's going to know who you are and you have to build your way up again. Yep. So, so that's definitely, that's definitely a pattern I'm seeing. So I, I can't, so I don't, I do not expect at all anyone super supportive of you to show up in 3.0. So even if some science lived, I, you know, I, I think, I think Sid will support you. We don't know where Biggs and Wedge, Wedge are. Uh, we, I expect Sid to support you because honestly, we're going to get the ability for our free companies to create, you know, airships. I don't think Ishgard's giving us that tech. So uh, I do think well, that. Well, the Pope or whatever's up there is still crazy. There was a cutscene uh-huh. from yes, 2.4 yeah. where the, the Pope was just nuts. Well, and, and, and you know, spoilers, but controlled by asking, you know, he they showed it. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Yep. So, so, you know, they, they have their own shit going on. No one is going to be like, oh, you're the warrior of light. I think we've got a couple of patches anyway Tell anyone new thinks you're awesome. So I think, I think part of this was pulling the rug out from under your feet and being like, you have to start over again as a nameless hero. They have to keep us humble. They have to make yep. us stand on our own. They have to, because, you know. And I think they've done a good job of that along the way, too, that even when people know your name, you have to go talk to the lady out in the middle of nowhere. You have to go bring lunches to people to, <laughs> well, how about to that early, their their you know spirits. That early 2.55 when, uh, I'm sorry, well, for in part two of it anyway, um, where they're like, oh, are you Alphano's bitch now? Are you, I know, right? Uh, you're, you're going to deliver flowers for oh, people? Midgard Rowena Summer put you very, on the spot. Yeah, Rowena was between Midgard Summer and Rowena. They're like, what, are you an errand boy? Yes. So I think, and, and, it's, and I think Rowena will probably, she's going to move forward. Oh, Rowena will be back, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's going to move forward. I think, I think Sid will be there to support you to some extent. But I think Sid has, you know, Sid's also supporting 
people back home, Gridania, you know, whatnot. So I, I think that. Well, and I think he's also looking for, um, it was, what, what is the guy's name? Not Nail, the guy in the red outfit, the, the guy that looks like that actor. Nero. 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 Yeah. Nero. That, what you. actor? Uh, the one with the teeth. Cinna uh, says it all the time. He looks like, uh, not John Voight. Maybe it is John Voight, the one. No, no, the guy that I was in Spider-Man. Like I think he looks like Spike from Buffy. Yeah. Who's Who was the guy in the first Spider-Man movie that was the... Um, oh, the bad guy. The bad oh, guy. my God. So my, Goblin. So my husband thinks he looks like... My husband told me last week, he's like, it looks like a mix between Spike and the Green Goblin. He actually said that <laughs> totally does. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So so Nero is somewhere, right? We we do know he I, I know. Willem he's Dafoe. Make, Willem, Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. Yeah. So he's so he's he's gonna make it. I know he's gonna make a reappearance. And uh oh, yeah. so you know, we're gonna see other characters come back, uh, but I think you're really gonna feel I think 3.0, you're supposed to feel lost and alone. Yeah, my point to that was those characters are in it for something. Sid is looking for Nero. Rowena is looking for gold. You know, yeah, yep. we'll come we'll come to Ishgard. Just pay me a little extra money and I'll sell you some more weapons. You know, these people are out for their own, just like Meryl Webb and Connie Sarah or Senna are back at the house taking care of their own people. This is like, okay, everybody, let's uh, we're going to take a hiatus. We're going to go collect our cash or whatever. Warrior of Light, you're on your own. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. I I do like though the way they really did in the last couple of patches, introduce us to Ishgard and make us, you know, kind of befriend certain people and gain their trust. So we will have a little support. I don't think it's enough to feel like awesome. No, but so, Ishgard was out for itself too. The what? only the whole point was to keep the dragons off of, and it still continues to be that the only reason they want the Warrior of Light anywhere on the scene is to fight off dragons for them. Absolutely. All right. My voice is getting sore. I think it's closing time. That was a long first round. <laughs> I know it was, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I hardly took a breath. All right. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at GTFFXIV. You can email us. Please do at GTFX, GTFFXIV at gmail.com. Our recordings can be found on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com, GTFFXIV. We are now on iTunes. I didn't lie to you next last week. You can search for us on iTunes. You can search Gather Together or GTFFXIV or XIV or FFXIV. We still show up. As of today, we are the icon that looks like an auto-translate icon. So, all right, plugs, Kariri. I am on Twitter at Kariri Sumasu, K-A-R-I-R-I-S-U-M-A-S-U. And Rubicon? You can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me, Yelta, at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Bye-bye.